Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Conversations on Dance is proud to have Yumiko as a continued partner in 2021. Yumiko is a company inspired by beauty and standards. As a leader in the dancewear industry, they take great pride in their impact as a socially and environmentally conscious brand. This month, Yumiko introduced six new mesh tones available for all personalized pieces. And as a summer celebration, Yumiko is offering a special in-store discount to our New York City listeners. Show that you are subscribed to Conversations on Dance at checkout to receive a 10% discount on your in-store purchase. Visit yumiko.com for store hours and be sure to follow along on Instagram at Yumiko to stay up to date. The Universal Ballet Competition's 2021-2022 tour is coming soon to a city near you. Universal Ballet Competition is a premier student ballet competition, which has expanded into eight major metropolitan cities in the U.S. due to its growing popularity among dancers, studio directors, and the ballet community. Founding members Lisette Salgado and David Lucas's combined list of professional contacts allows them the privilege to recruit globally renowned dancers, company directors, and ballet school directors. These exceptional artists in the industry judge, mentor, and teach masterclasses during each UBC competition. Since its first season, UBC has hosted and mentored more than 10,000 dancers and awarded over $3 million in scholarships. Register today and experience the difference. More information and 2021-2022 tour dates available on their website, universalballetcompetition.com. That's universalballetcompetition.com. Special thanks to the town of Vail for their support of the Vail Dance Festival and Conversations on Dance live podcast recordings. This episode was recorded at the Manor Vale Lodge. I'm Rebecca King-Ferraro. And I'm Michael Sean Breeden, and you're listening to Conversations on Dance. On today's episode of Conversations on Dance, we are joined by Nell Shelby, dance videographer and founder of Nell Shelby Productions. Nell tells us about her dance training and aspirations, falling in love with film, and how she's blended these two passions together to become one of the industry's most in-demand video producers. Nell also talks about the experience filming Lincoln Center's 9-11 tribute, The Table of Silence Project, which will be streaming on Saturday, September 11th, beginning at 8 a.m., in partnership with Dance NYC as part of their Hashtag Restart Stages series. You can also enjoy Nell's digital content for Jacob's Pillow from now until September 23rd. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, I'm thank so you so much for having me. We're it's happy so nice to, to be you. here. Yeah. I mean, everyone is so busy at the festival, but it, you are in the running for busiest person <laughs> at BDF. Do you think so? I think so. Really? I mean, 
what are your sleeping hours like when you're here? <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, my sleeping hours this year in general have been um, sometimes about four hours. Ooh. I'm I'm an early riser, so yeah. I like to get up at like four thirty or five. Oh, stop and, it! Yeah, and I I know I know. I, I mean, we're getting up at six thirty. I thought you were going to say something around then, and yeah. I could feel good about myself and be like, yes, same. Us too, us too. But <laughs> no, it's like and then do my meditation, my exercise, get ready. I mean, we you, did see you on the bike yeah. the other day, and we're yeah. like, Nell's just like on a. How are you doing this all on, on a mission? Yeah. I I don't know. You know, I think it's you all understand good. being being like I've been a dancer my whole life, so it's like keep up the exercise no matter what it is or the movement I mean I think it's more about movement yeah. yeah let's talk about your um dance origins when did you first become interested in dance and start taking classes yeah I mean I was one of those like baby you know two two years old mm-hmm. go to the Dolly Dinkle school of dance yeah. and mm-hmm. of course. um so that's that's pretty much where it began and the tap jazz ballet where did you grow up um I grew up in I grew up in Colorado oh okay. yeah, yeah okay. I grew up I grew up only like two hours um no, more like an hour from here in Evergreen. Oh, wow. And the first town, like, in the mountains, like, as you start going up the hill oh, okay. to Vail. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So I grew up here, and I um, went to a very, like, small um, dance school and just did all the, the things, you know, like mm-hmm. the, the, the performances and the, in jazz and ballet and had like terrible technique. <laughs> um, and, and then in, in high school did dance team oh, <laughs> and, and you, we won like third in state in Colorado okay. and went okay. to Disney world and did na- nice. nationals. So it was sort of like that, that, beginning and then I did go to school and got my BFA in dance at Stevens College in Columbia Missouri Uh and and my BS in broadcast video Mm -hmm. and so that's where I started doing Pilates and getting better alignment and Mm -hmm. and the um, program was very focused on modern dance but we also did ballet and Mm -hmm. had a great um, dance teacher um, who headed the department it was a really good dance program we had people from New York City that would come and probably people you know like Sean Curran Henning Rupesom um Roxanne Butterfly, just different, different people from New York. So I got that New York taste uh, in school and, and that's sort of like how it all began. And then I merged my two, um, I guess, passions together and was able to get my, uh, a double major and, so then, what was, th- there you did go. You, what was the dream? Was the dream to be a dancer or was mm-hmm. the dream to kind of like look for something else or where were you um, headed? Well, I feel like the dream was definitely to be a performer because mm-hmm. I also sing and, and act. I mean, I did growing up. And so I think, you know, the dream was to be on Broadway. Yeah. The dream. And as uh, my husband, Christopher, just told you, um, the dream was <laughs> also to be on a cruise ship. I don't know why that was a dream, but I, um, I thought that that just, I love to travel and I thought, right. perfect, I'll perform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was really until I went to Jacob's Pillow, I got an internship at Jacob's Pillow Dance Festival in video in like mm-hmm. 2001. And that's that's when I was like, oh, I really, I mean, also in college, but I was right. like, oh, I really like being behind the camera. Oh, wow. Like this is this is great. And, um, and I also didn't have great video of me. So I wasn't able to like send great video um, right. in uh, um, with me performing, whether I was singing or dancing. Yeah. And so I think it sort of turned into this like, okay, well I can do this well for dancers. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that so much. Cause it's true. Like yeah. there was a period of time where that just wasn't accessible to have those yeah. kind of videos. And now we do have this and you really do offer so many memories for dancers through your work and Oh, mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Cause I tell the story that, um, 
I was I was Sally Bowles um, in saying yeah. cabaret in college, and the the video that I wanted to send to the cruise ship was like this wide wide shot, uh-huh. and you could you could hear my voice, but like right. I look like a little pea, and <laughs> and you know it was like that that was the moment that yeah. was like the deciding moment when I was like okay this is not working, and I feel like I want right dancers to have better quality yeah. footage right. yeah, and companies, dance companies. So what were some of the first ways you sought to develop this skill? Um, well, it was definitely in college. I mean, the broadcast, my broadcast degree was, I mean, it was very like textbook, like, um, you know, my, the head of the broadcast, um, program was definitely like, we were learning just all the stuff out of the textbook. Right. And it was really myself that I actually had a job at the radio station, um, there and, mm-hmm. and I programmed at the radio station and then I taught myself Final Cut Pro, um, cause Final Cut Pro had just come out. I just want to mention if people aren't familiar with that, that's not like easy to do <laughs> Final Cut Pro. Like I open it and I'm just like, ah, and close it. <laughs> no, I, I know, I know. It's so scary. <laughs> no. It, it, well, it is. And I think, I think also, um, like Final Cut had literally just come out. And so yeah. my professors were, and we were editing on Avid yeah. um, at my school. And so my professors were like, we don't know how to do it. Like, you know, they're in their right. 40s. Right, right, like, right. They're right. like, if we're not going to teach Technology, ourselves. Technology. Yeah. 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 So we, my friend Megan and I, she was also a double major. Uh-huh. And um, we just like stayed up forever, like wow. teaching ourselves Final Cut. Mm-hmm. And wow. I just sort of, it turned into a love for yeah. for editing. And and I think in hindsight, I look back and think that I did choreograph in, in college. And so I feel like it's like choreography. Right. Like I feel like mm-hmm. it's, you, you're, you're manipulating, you're, you're just you know, you're, you're creating. Yeah. Mm. And, um, and so I just found a love for, for that. And then, and then in school, I also found a love for shooting I behind the camera, being right. behind the camera because I thought I was going to be in front of the camera. But then when I got behind the camera, I was like, Ooh, I like this. And it felt, yeah. I'm, I'm sort of very techie. And, right. and I also liked to just frame things yeah. and, and see, and also tell stories. I think that's like where I found my love for telling stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I made a documentary about my um, dance professor um, in in college, and I was actually in the piece. And then I made the film, oh. so I was like so on cool. the stage. And then I would jump off, and I'd interview people, and oh, cool. and um, so that's that's where it all mm-hmm. began. Yeah, it's so interesting to hear you talk about editing. I mean, it's just for dance shooting dance is just an incredibly difficult thing because you're already working against the idea that it's not in three dimensions, you know? Right. So how you frame it is one thing, but then the edits, you know, Mm -hmm. they're like, they're these famous balancing um, Berlin videos that basically just got completely tossed out. Like they're now people look at them and because of course we want to see things from that time, but they're just, the edits are just such trash Mm. and balancing was livid. And he was just like, we're never going to use this. Yeah. Uh, I I can, I can relate. (laughs) (laughs) So I could tell you some stories, you know, just where I also feel like choreographers are like, you know, really resistant. Interesting. I feel like it's, I feel like it's been over the, like the years where there's been that resistance. Mm-hmm. So sure. I could see where balancing, I could, I could picture this happening. Yeah. <laughs> well, because people didn't have any sort of sensitivity to dance. They were just like, it's, I, I'm the filmmaker and I right. do what I want and the dance right. is kind of there right but you have this background and immense like love yeah. and respect for yeah. for dance but like for the editing process what what's your approach like how mm-hmm. long is appropriate to wait for an ed- you know it's, I'm just thinking like I haven't ever yeah. considered this from your viewpoint right. but like 
if you stay too long, it's going to get dull. If you do too many cuts, it's going to be like this frantic right. mess. Right. You know? Gosh, that's such a good question. Like I sometimes dream of like writing a book about, about that. Uh-huh. And then at the same time, I feel like it's so instinctual. Like yeah. it's almost right. hard to put into words. It's almost like, you know, I mean, I love that so many choreographers can speak about their work, but mm-hmm. I compare it to that, that it's mm-hmm. like some choreographers can't really speak about their work. You know, it's just like, they, they make it. Yeah. Right. And, and sometimes I feel like that's what I'm, what I'm doing. Like it actually gives me the chills just even thinking about it because I, you know, I like to have everything there in the computer, like yeah. in, in front of me, you know, yeah. I don't like to be like waiting for different elements, mm-hmm. but I have everything there. And then I just feel like I just, just go and, mm-hmm. and, and go with my instincts. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but then to answer your question about time, like how long it takes, I mean, it really depends on what project I'm working on. However, I would say in these COVID times, mm-hmm. it has been like such fast turnarounds. Right. I, yeah. I will give a little shout out to Damien Wetzel mm-hmm. because I feel like when I came to the Vale Dance Festival 11 years ago, he had in his mind that he wanted to have us film the show and then create like a sizzle edit, like a short yeah, edit yeah. Yeah. the next day. Uh-huh. And I was like, and I had never really done that fast of a turnaround. Uh-huh. Right. And I, you know, of course, yeah. You're like, yeah. Yeah. I know that we say yes to Damien. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> sure, I'll do that. And, and then, and then we did it and he was happy. And so I always say that Vale Dance Festival has trained me to do fast turnarounds. Uh-huh. So, so again, it's, it just, depends on on what the project is i really do like to have more time i feel like during this covid time like for example i um did fall for dance mm-hmm. for city center mm-hmm. and um we shot with four cameras and like i think that we turned around the show in two weeks and that was like with speaking part that was like creating a whole show yeah. like a like i like said how that we've long was that so it was product. it was an hour wow yeah. and it was and it was speaking mm-hmm. and you know we we did interview or not interviews we did um like talking heads and right. and teleprompter mm-hmm. you know sure intros that's yeah. what i'm trying to say right. um and so that that was that was like a, a challenge because also these long edits like then then your client has to watch these long edits and send you right send and send you, you notes, notes and then yeah. do it again and then watch the edit again right Ooh. and then watch the edit again like it's mm-hmm. just so, inherently time consuming like yeah you, yeah it's not a it's yeah. not a sizzle reel right not a sizzle reel <laughs> in fact doing these shorter edits here in Vail right now like we just created a short piece um, like a little rehearsal video. Um, and it's like, oh, <laughs> it only takes me a minute to watch this. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> thank goodness. We actually saw that one. It's not out yet, but oh, which, which one it. did you see? The, oh, the up close? Up close. Yes, yeah. that yeah. one. And yeah. just like we were talking about just like the composition and the lighting, it's just like you yeah. are upping your game on the regular. <laughs> I love and, it. And then Have when we hear scene. like what sort of treatment you had to do in order to get it to that place, because I just look at it and I'm just like, look at the way like the light on James's face just is so right. beautiful. and. Kate, who had showed it to us, was like, oh, you don't know what she did to get that. Because you know? it's Aww. dark in there. She was yeah. Right. That. No, I know. I, I will say my team is magical. Um, <laughs> you know, I did start as a one woman show mm-hmm. and now I have a lot of great, incredible um, humans yeah. that work with me. So, so Nate, who shot that and maybe it was Ashley also or Caroline, I don't mm-hmm. know which one, um, but the full team. But we, we, you know, the cameras are really great and the talent is really great behind the cameras so i think that that's uh, sort of how we're able to make it work and we now edit edit in adobe premiere and you know color correction 
is so advanced, it's right? so yeah. advanced. Yeah. And you can shoot raw now, like, or you can shoot something that's called S log mm-hmm. if you're familiar with that. And so that means that it's like down to the bare bones. So you can then color, like there's more information uh-huh. in the video footage. I'm going to start to nerd out and then you can <laughs> do yeah. more things with the color. Yeah. So, Gosh. um, you know, there's so much to mine with you now. I yeah. do want to rewind a little bit cause we do want to go through what you have gone been a part of during COVID. But I want to rewind to you saying that you went to Jacob's Pillow as an intern in 2001. Mm-hmm. And that, of course, makes me think the way technology has advanced oh, is wow. so fast. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, what were kind of some of those things you were mm-hmm. doing then versus kind of like how has that technology evolved? And you've been t- teaching yourself, of course, you yeah, have course. to stay up on top of everything. Mm-hmm. Well, I am like a dinosaur. I mean, not really. I mean, I'm in my mid forties, but still, I feel like a you know dinosaur in terms of like I did VHS. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I was gonna ask <laughs> if it was. I mean, it's that time, sure. Yeah, no, it was. And I mean, in the radio station that I was telling you about that I worked at at, at school, I was cutting tape with a razor blade. You know, so that's how and editing it together. Yeah. And I was doing tape to tape. I still was doing tape to tape where it was like put the VHS in one player, put the VHS in another, and edit. And then have to start over because you know that's like before nonlinear editing. Sure. That's what it was, wow. and um, and I did that, and I'm actually really grateful I did because I have such an appreciation for nonlinear editing because of editing that way with tape to tape. Yeah. Um, and so when I got to Jacob's Pillow, I mean, we were editing on these, I mean, we were filming on these giant DVC Pro cameras. So DVC Pro, which is does that go it, straight to the VHS, those ones, or no? No, DVC Pro, you would put it in a DVC Pro deck, and then you would transfer, transfer it to it. VHS. Okay. Yeah. 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 Oh. And so they look like, you know, like the little mini DV tapes, and then right. they're just bigger than okay. than that. And so we would we would shoot on those, those giant cameras with mm-hmm. giant batteries, mm-hmm. and um, and then we would put everything on VHS. So I would like, and then you have to stop it at a certain time. So like, I would go for a run, and then I would come back at the perfect time so I could make sure that I didn't let the VHS keep running, r- running yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then be a lot of black there. Uh-huh. Um, so it was, and I was like also open, you know, I was fixing VHS decks at the time, also opening up the, you know, I was a nerd, like mm-hmm. open up the deck and try to like figure out why it's not working properly uh-huh. and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's where I began and then was, you know, um, shooting on mini DV tape. Mm-hmm. And then in 2010 at the pillow, we, um, upgraded to high definition to HD. And so we were able to buy new cameras and, um, buy some more computers. And, Mm -hmm. and so I really have definitely seen it grow. And honestly, it's getting harder. I bet there's too many options. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the space, like Mm -hmm. we just actually upgraded at Jacob's pillow to 4k this year. Wow. Um, I've been, my company has been 4k for a few years, but we upgraded to 4k. So like, you know, the file size is like doubled or tripled. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh my God, the storage that you must have for things. I mean, we do audio files, obviously, which are large, but nothing compared to what you're dealing with. And it's like, yeah, where you put it all just external hard drives galore. Um, Like my house is in my office is just like stacks and stacks of drives. Yeah, I bet. It's like one could never have too many drives. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, 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 a, it's a challenge and uh-huh. it's a problem. Right. <laughs> what were, um, what was Jacob's pillow doing with these VHS types? Were they selling them at the time or was it just like documentation it was archival so like one of the missions of jacob's pillow is is archives Mm -hmm. and uh, norton owen who's a director of preservation there um and has been my longtime friend colleague boss um he and he's been there for 40 
five years wow. or, or, or plus. Uh-huh. Plus, he started as a student at the Pillow. Um, he has completely just grown this archives to right. be wow. a massive archive of and working archive like mm-hmm. where people can come and watch and right. see and we're constantly building um out more so we have like something called dance interactive where we'll pull like one minute clips from the shows that we filmed and that goes up on a website and so people all over the world can watch these different artists perform so so these to answer your question the vhs tapes um are in the archives you know and and that's how and we still like all the VHS tapes are not on DVD yet fully. Right. Um, cause there's over, I think like 10,000 videos in the archives. Ooh. Something like that. How many like of that. those are Nell Shelby productions? <laughs> <laughs> I would say, well, I've been there for, I think this is my 20th summer. Um, something well, like that. So <laughs> I would say a lot of them. I feel like when I started <laughs> there, I remember we would say there were 3,000 videos in the archives. So I, oh, <laughs> it's, wow. Maybe, wow. it's maybe doubled, tripled. Perhaps, yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. There's a, a, definitely a very giant server. Like when I started, it was like there was no server. Right. And now there's like terabytes and terabytes and whatever is after terabytes yeah. kind <laughs> oh, of yeah. server. What's next <laughs> after that? Yeah. So what were some of the big projects you did that kind of gave you the idea that you could start your own business, that mm-hmm. things were going well enough that you could take that next mm-hmm. big step? Yeah. Well, so I didn't say that I was a Pilates teacher. So that's how I supplemented my, uh-huh. my life as a, as a videographer, um, until I was starting my business. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, you know, I got a lot of support and courage from the first company I worked with. I, I worked with Urban Bushwomen. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, if you know Jowale and that have followed that company and my mentor at Jacob's Pillow, Carmela Vassar Johnson, who dances the Ladango, mm-hmm. um, she was the one that recommended me to Jowale and just said, you know, Jowale needs some help. And so when I was at Urban Bushwomen as more of like an admin person, mm-hmm. um, that's when they realized like, okay, she has more skills than like doing admin mm-hmm. stuff. So they called me their media manager okay. and, um, and I was filming for them and there was a woman there, Vanessa, who just was like, Nell, you can do this. Like go buy a camera, go buy a computer. And so it was that sort of beginning where, mm-hmm. um, I was just encouraged to like go for it. And I had filmed my first show at symphony space. Um, it was Roxanne butterfly. She's a tapper. Mm-hmm. And I had met her at my college right. and that was my first show that I filmed. I think I got paid like $150 and, and, and so, so I, I sort of hung out with like teaching Pilates and like side hustling Mm -hmm. with video, um, until my daughter was born in 2008. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, I can do this. Like I have enough, I have enough clients and I have enough skill and I've had enough years, um, to be able to just go like full time and just Mm -hmm. like put all my effort in Nell Shelby Productions. Yeah. 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 Trained at the North Carolina School of the Arts and the School of American Ballet, at 20 years of age, Michael Lenglois was invited by Mikhail Bershnikov to join American Ballet Theater. Having seemingly made it to the top of his profession, he nevertheless spends his nights on stage at the Metropolitan Opera House, filling the gaps between the stars and the scenery, watching his colleagues dance in ways that he himself can only dream of. B+, his memoir of a 16-year career, is an unflinching view of the joys and hardships in a career in dance as well as a behind-the-scenes look at one of the most prestigious dance companies in the world during the height of the ballet boom in this country. Get your copy of B-Plus now, wherever books are sold, including Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books & Books, or you can click the link in the description of this episode.
So what were, were you doing all exclusively dance at this point or no? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I dabbled right. in, um, other things. Okay. Like it was sort of like, say yes to, you know, I'm the, sure. like the generation of, yeah. of yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. 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 Of course. Oh, we Are, know about that. Yeah, yeah. I know. Are you guys in your forties? Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. No, uh, yeah. no, you're 30, no, yeah. 20s. You're in your 20s. 20s. Yes. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. So I definitely, my generation is like, say yes to everything. Mm. So I was doing that for a while. Yeah. I was like, Oh, you want a website video? That's cool. I'll be there. I'll yeah. 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 Like, do you want me to film your conference? Sure. Yeah. Um, and then it wasn't until I got a business coach, um, in 2008 or 2009, um, after recommendation from Christopher, my husband mm-hmm. who had already been working with her. And I remember just in, in, um, one of our conferences or one yeah. of our like times together, um, I was like crying, you know, yeah. like, you know, I'm working so hard. Right. And then she's like, what do you really want? And I was like, I really just want to do dance only. Yeah. Uh-huh. And she was like, do, do it. it. Yeah. And so then it was then when I was just like manifesting like mm-hmm. dance only. Right. And, and so I would say that's really like what's since, since then I would say my focus is dance and I'm a big believer in like having um, like that unique uh, I'm, I'm like losing the words for it right now, but, um, but like just honing in on that one thing that you do. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I feel like it creates more strength. Right. And so that was another reason why I was like, okay, if I can just really focus on this as a video production company yeah. and just focus on dance, mm-hmm. cause that's what I know. Right. And I honestly feel the most comfortable. Right. right. Sure. You know? Yeah. Of course. With dancers, with yeah. choreographers, with mm-hmm. even marketing directors at dance companies. Like I feel like administrators. It's the same like, language. Right. Yeah. It's the same language. Yeah. So I wondering now at 2008, I'm just so interested in the technology component of this. And of course, yeah. like the impact of social media, because now right. like not only are you like mm-hmm. you were very focused on, on archival at the beginning and while what you're doing now is still very important and steeped in that archival process, but now you're so much of the marketing right. end of it too. Yeah. So where were, where was 2008 around that time in terms of what you were? Gosh, wasn't that like when, fa- like I feel like I was breastfeeding my child and I was looking at Facebook. Okay. Like, that sounds and, right. Yeah. 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 Like, right. and, and I remember thinking like, what is this? Right. Like, so I think it was like around, it was then. just starting to gain momentum. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think so. And Instagram, I don't think was a thing yet. Not yet. Instagram yeah. didn't, that wasn't until the 10s. The next yeah. decade. The tens. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I feel like the iPhone and Facebook came out like when my daughter was yeah, born. That, that seems about right. Because right. yeah. I remember yeah. when the iPhone came out in 2008, I was like, this is so lame. Who, need, who, want, who I mean, I want this? my, I want to get on a laptop. I can't see anything. Right. Uh, a computer <laughs> on your phone. This is stupid. I know. <laughs> this will I know. never and go you anywhere. Like, you were like a teen, not a teenager, but you were like in your early I've, I've been allergic teen. to new technology for your a whole very life. long time. Yeah, I love that you've been allergic to it because <laughs> you've been, you've been in the dance studio. Yeah. You know, it's like, keep me there. Yeah. yeah exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, actually a funny story is my mom, I'm totally outing her right now. She heard on NPR that the iPhone was coming out. And she says to me, Nell, um, there's a thing called the iPhone. And I said, mom, I don't think it's an iPhone. It's called an iPhone. <laughs> so I feel like that's so present in my mind. That's but, so good. Um, yeah. So that's where technology, cause, cause you know, before then I was like putting everything for my clients on VHS tapes right. and mailing them. Oh my goodness. It's so funny <laughs> to think about. Like, yeah. I mean, there wasn't, it's was like, we weren't even really, we weren't uploading things to Vimeo. Right. That we weren't uploading. Thing, yeah. I mean, YouTube, I guess we were. Yeah. But did I even know how to do that then? I don't think so. Yeah, you know, funny. I know it's so bizarre. And then it happened so, so fast. Right. Then right. it just yeah. like, then it just took off. So I feel like then, 
then everything sort of started to shift and change for me making these like, you know, I was making promos before like these short edits, but I was putting them on a VHS tape right. and, right. and then people would like play them at like the APAP conference or right. something. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. APAP. Yeah. I know. I've done those. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I know. Fun. That bring back grand memories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that, that's sort of that. And then, and then I, don't even remember from there, like when it was just like, okay, now everything's, well, I think I do sort of remember when then I started to upload to Vimeo mm -hmm. and then I could just send links right. to people and be like, okay, watch this. Right. And, and did you start yeah. to see like at that time, like, wow, this is like, my job's going to become more important in a way, right? Because now there's going to be this marketing element. Like I'm going to have way more ways that I can contribute to my clients and mm -hmm. bring value to them. I don't know if I thought that, I mean, go, I mean, I'm not, I'm not really sure, but I think along the way I did start to feel that way. Yeah. I, and also the part I didn't tell you, cause you were talking about marketing and right. doing more marketing is that working with that, that business coach I was telling you about, her name's Fabienne. Mm -hmm. She really taught me to love marketing mm -hmm. before I thought that it was sort of like a yucky thing. Right. I was like, I don't people. want a website. Yeah. 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 And it's just like, ew. I'm going to be bragging about myself yeah, to people. Yourself, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard so, for dancers. Right. I mean, yeah. we're just taught to be modest to a fault. Right. Oh, or, to, or, you know, if we want to be a little bit more dramatic to like not love ourselves, right. I, you know, <laughs> oh my gosh, I know I just discovered, I know that, that I, I was like, God, I, I feel that way. I was like, gosh, am I not lovable? I feel like I'm not lovable or something, <laughs> you know? And that's been a, that's been a path I've worked on. Uh, but, um, but yeah, I think that that it's been hard. I mean, my mom tells me all the time, like, why are you not telling more people like what you're doing? And struggle with I'm that like, so much. You know? I know it feels so weird. I know. I know it does. And I think that if like there's people, you know, the people that are listening maybe would say, oh, I see your name everywhere. But mm -hmm. it's been really hard for me mm -hmm. to like even put my name at the end of it. And my name meaning now I try to not say my name right. because my company is Nell Shelby Productions. And I always refer to it as like us and we yeah. because it really is. That's what it is. But mm -hmm. even putting Nell Shelby Productions at the end of a video or saying mm -hmm. video by Nell was mm -hmm. like painful for me. Really? Yeah. Wow. Where do we yeah. think we learned that? <laughs> no, I, I mean, I'm, let's I'm serious. Because let's, let's it's just like, deep. it's funny. Like, is that just a culture in the studio that we pick up on? I just don't, I can't think of anything where someone like really overtly directed me to be like modest to a fault, to be, right. to like diminish your own accomplishments mm -hmm. as constantly as we do. Well, mm -hmm. you know what I think it is? I don't know. I mean, we, as dancers, we we're always seeking perfection, but we can never get it. So we're always like wanting more and more and more from ourselves kind of. So we're like yeah. in a way that makes us more like hesitant to be like, Oh, I, I did this and I'm proud right. of it, you know, because you're yeah. kind of always like wanting more. I think you know? so too. We're always, yeah, we're always wanting to be better. It's right. like in the dance studio, it's like, you know, I was thinking about my dance teacher getting my ribs in just cause she was my Pilates teacher. And it's yeah. just like, get your ribs in even more, you right, know, it's like, right. but you felt like you had your ribs in, but then it's like, Hmm. There's, there's still more. a little, there's still a little bit yeah. more. Yeah. And I feel like also that goes with like even editing. Mm -hmm. It's like, we always talk about in NSP land that it's like, we could keep going with the edit. That's interesting. I'm just thinking of this, like you're saying it's like choreography. Yeah. And I know like we've talked to Justin Peck before and he's like, oh, if I could go back and change that ballet or change these things that I don't like about it. Do you ever see edits? And then you're like, oh, why did I do that? Or yes. Why did I, have, I, get I, have, I have both sides. Mm -hmm. I have both sides that it's like, oh, that was good. Yeah. And then I have another side that's like, oh, that mm. could have been better. <laughs> yeah. do, you, do you find it's like you look at the, is it's, it, when you look back and think that something was good, was it something that you were maybe displeased with then? And then the flip, 
Like you look, yeah. you like go back to a project you were really proud of 10, 15 years ago and you see that and you're like, oh, maybe that wasn't that good. Yeah, no, I, I mean, well, we, a lot of us, like actually we were just talking about this later, uh, yesterday, all of um, my editors, mm-hmm. a few of us were just talking about how you need to sleep on it. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like sometimes with these quick turnarounds and sometimes mm-hmm. with fast timelines, or you're just so in the project that you mm-hmm. can't really see anything mm-hmm. that I feel like that's when I'll go back and I'll be yeah. like, oh, this is actually fine. Yeah. yeah. You know, this is good. And so I think that's, that's it. Yeah, yeah. that's normal. So tell us about the first time you ever came out to the Veil Dance Festival. Um, that was in 2011. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember I was actually filming at Joy Soho and, um, that little, t- I don't know if you remember, but like that little tiny, um, what was a tiny theater that uh-huh. Joyce, the Joyce theater owned oh. uh-huh. and it was down in Soho. Uh-huh. It was called Joy Soho. And that's where like a lot of artists began, like Andrea Miller. I filmed mm-hmm. her there oh, and that was like her first, right. um, like big thing. Yeah. Right. Um, but I was filming a show there and I mm-hmm. saw like my phone. And I didn't know who it was, but right. then it was like, hi, Nell, this is Damien Wetzel and I'd love for you to come out to the Vail Dance Festival. And I'm like, oh, um, and so how did Damien, how do you think Damien found you? Like, what did you, he see, like what work do you know? Like what interested him? Yeah. Well, actually it's, it was my friend, Aaron Kopp, um, who was a lighting designer here. I think he still does lighting for Damien and Yo-Yo Ma and, mm-hmm. and, um, his wife was an intern at Jacob's Pillow. And so, oh. um, Ariel and Aaron and Christopher and I had all become friends and Aaron knew my work. And I think he had hired me for a few things maybe before Damien. So I think the story goes that Damien was like, we need better video in Vail mm-hmm. and who should I turn to? And right. Aaron said, why don't you call Nell? Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. that, that's pretty much how it all began. So I don't even know if Damien saw anything uh-huh. that I did, he just to be honest. <laughs> Isn't that funny how he does that? And he just like trusts people to give him good yeah. advice on things and it works out. And I think this is particularly interesting because we do talk a lot to dancers about like coming to the festival and how Damien picks out... Um, talent and then cultivates it here and here's an example too of he does it off stage as well yeah right and like with lighting designers with stage managers but like there's so many i mean people. what's cameron morgan's title oh my you know, gosh like, was that the interns. most beautiful yeah when yeah. he got on stage the other day at up close mm-hmm. and introduced i like my heart was like yeah. oh exploding so yeah for our listeners um cameron morgan shout out again i think we've had a few shout outs for cameron recently oh, yeah. but he started cameron as an intern mm-hmm. and is now has what is his title no. He, isn't he the head of the festival? Like, yeah, like I don't know what like, the official title is, but yeah, he he's is, the everything. He Cameron is, is our the everything. everything. That's <laughs> yeah. his title. Yeah. So right, exactly. So that goes to show like another element that's um that he's cultivating. Here. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I love and, and Cameron was actually I did this fun video with Bill Irwin and Kate Davis and Michelle Dorrance. Who else was in it? Maybe it was Buck. I can't remember. But I did a short film and Cameron was the intern and he Aww. was like Bill's assistant. And he and then and then Bill put him on stage. Yeah. And that's I think he mentioned that the other night yeah. on the stage. Yeah. So that was that was really sweet to mm-hmm. to see that. And and I mean, how wonderful of Damien to just like you go up on stage and you talk. Yeah. Like it's so cool. wonderful. Yeah. yeah. I like seeing that. Yeah. So um Let's talk about some of the live streaming that became a big component of what you do within the past year. Mm-hmm. Um, how does that differ from what you typically do or what you typically mm-hmm. would provide for a business or company? And what's the, the stress level involved? <laughs> oh my in gosh. That? Well, I did start live streaming um, like 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. I Jackie Buglisi of Buglisi Dance Theater asked me to stream Table of Silence at mm-hmm. Lincoln Center. Mm-hmm. 
You do and that every year, right? I do that every year. So that's the 9-11 yeah. memorial that happens every year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's it's the 20th anniversary of 9-11 oh this year. Oh, my God. So it's going to be, I know, I know. But it'll to bring it very to another poignant level. Yeah, yeah. moment. And I actually moved to New York two days before 9-11. Wow. And saw the towers fall. So so it also felt, and it, you know, like all of us, had a hard time getting out of bed for like years mm-hmm. um, on that day. And so for, for me, um, that I, I love doing that project because it makes me have hope. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was my first live stream. And that was when the internet, even at Lincoln Center, was not great. Right. And so I was panicked with my live stream tech, mm-hmm. this guy, Mitch, who'd been already live streaming for a while. And um, he was like, let's do it. And we had one camera and we stayed up like, I don't know, until like two in the morning, just hoping this was going to work. Right. And then we were, we, we live streamed that, that show that morning mm-hmm. and it worked mm-hmm. and I was grateful. And then they continued to ask us to do that. And I would say I still have the butterflies and still like feel that eh, yeah. those nerves. Mm-hmm. But um, because I went to school for broadcast video and I thought it was going to be more like working for television, you know, like working at ABC oh, okay. or NBC. Mm-hmm. I, I did dream of being a page and then moving up the ladder. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like live streaming is that like step of, of yeah. making television right. yeah, and, yeah. and just being, and it also, like I was telling some people the other day that it also reminds me of being a performer. Mm-hmm. Like I'm on, yeah, you know, I know yeah. that people are watching. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm mixing the cameras together and we're pushing out this show on a live, you know, on YouTube or Facebook yeah. or whatever, I'm, I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. this is my time to like, this is my time to shine. Um, but I'm still, it's, it's panicky yeah. and it's very nerve wracking. Can we talk about mixing the cameras? I mean, th- th- cause it's, it's must be fairly different from when you have t- the time to edit and you can be really meticulous yeah. about it. But when you're doing it live, like again, is this, you say it's pretty instinctual. Is that what, how you treat a live perf- yeah. live stream as well? Yeah, I do. I mean, um, Yeah. I mean, I like to be meticulous with the edit. So, but live mixing, I've actually been doing it since I was an intern at the pillow because we would live mix the two cameras because we had so much to shoot Mm -hmm. that we wanted to have a product by the end of the show. So we would live mix those two cameras together. So I've been practicing like live mixing since, you know, the beginning of my career. So like the past 20 years. So now it's just more cameras involved. And I do, I, I listen to the music. I, I, a lot of times I don't necessarily know the choreography, but uh-huh. you know, I'm lucky here in Vail because I have shot some of these pieces before and stuff. Um, and you know, I had shot ballet access piece before, mm-hmm. um, at Jacob's pillow, the one that we filmed last mm-hmm. night. Right. Um, but it, I definitely would say that it's just, I just go with what, with what feels right. right. And, and I also am just thinking about the audience and like how I want them to see this and and this year specifically there's been so many more conversations with my clients and with about like how we're filming mm-hmm. because I, I we haven't talked about this yet but I feel like I'm finally like it's like I'm out of the closet this year uh-huh. you know this has been a big year yeah for you, right like it's so cool though like everywhere we looked during live streams mm-hmm. like everyone listening to this watched something you did this yeah year. like at least one like I hope you know they liked it of course yeah did. <laughs> yeah yeah but, i mean 
something had to flourish during this time and we're glad to see that happening, you know? Yeah. I was grateful that I could be of service Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I feel like it was, it was really, it all began with, um, after I lost all my client, you know, all my Mm -hmm. jobs in March and then teachers college asked me to produce their convocation online. And that's like sort of how it, it began and I'd worked, I had done, I had filmed Jill Biden for them before mm. in the past yeah. Yeah. and that's how they knew me. And, mm-hmm. um, and then I just was like, okay, how can we make this interesting? Like I'm, I'm going to be recording people on zoom. Yeah. Um, so it was like, okay, let's up the graphics. Yeah. Let's, let's make this like a TV show. Right. And, um, and that's sort of like where it began. Mm-hmm. And then, and then I did that for Jacob's pillow for their virtual gala. Mm-hmm. And, and then it was just sort the of like... The calls kept coming. Yeah. Mm. Then the calls yeah. kept coming and I was like, okay, let's just keep going. And then right. I was happy to like bring more people, my team back so that we could have more people working. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. people needed jobs. Again, was it like that feeling of, did you kind of see it coming? Like, okay, this is this year. Like when, of course, no one knew how long all of this was going to last. Right. But kind of as stuff shuttered and videos started like popping up, were you like, this is going to like, I'm going to have a lot of things to be doing. I will admit... I did, after we did Dance We Must, the Jacob's Pillow Virtual Gala with my assistant producer, Lauren Robertson, Mm -hmm. who's been coming to Vail with me for a long time Mm -hmm. and knows Damien and Heather really well. Um, After Dance We Must, I like, and and 3,000 people watched, which I thought was great. Uh And they did raise money, which Mm -hmm. was great. I called Lauren and I was like, Lauren the phone's not going to stop ringing. Yeah. And she was like, I'm with you. And so we, and Lauren and I, she has a business just like mine in Mm -hmm. California. And so we just kept going Yeah, (laughs) awesome. and kept, and, and we're really, it was weird because it was like, I wanted to be so grateful for all the work, but I also was like really empathetic to people that didn't have jobs and like all the, the hard things that were going on. But I felt like I was sort of, there, my I felt like my purpose became how can I be of service and how can mm-hmm. I like hold people's hands? Yeah. Right. Um, totally. And I all of a sudden, and, and it what it took me a while to be like, oh my gosh, people are asking me what I think. Mm. You know, like right. they're asking me like, how should we do this? Right. right. You know, artistic directors, yeah. like yeah. you know, big people that I've always wanted to work for. Yeah. And yeah. now I've been, you know, doing projects with clients that I've been dreaming of. Right. working with like yeah. Alvin Ailey, for mm-hmm. example. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but you were also creating opportunities if it hadn't, right? Like right. the dancers were able to dance and right. doing things. And if it right. hadn't been for you being able to capture it so well, that wouldn't maybe have yeah. been an opportunity. It, it felt like a very heartwarming like moment. I mean, yeah. especially my, my first shot back, ironically, was Table of Silence at Lincoln mm-hmm. Center. And I was really hesitant for they, they that we were, we were going to do it yeah. and without an audience, mm-hmm. but live on the plaza. Yeah. And... I was like, I don't think this is a good idea. Like right. we are still in the middle of COVID. Like, right. but it was outside. Everyone was safe. And when we all got there, like the crew and everybody, we were all like, oh my gosh, this is like so amazing to be working again, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and to be in person, even mm-hmm. if we had masks on. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I feel, and that continued, like when I did fall for dance, you know, I'm like doing my work with a face shield. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, you know, still getting to do. It. I'm in the room with Alicia McGrath, and mm-hmm. yeah. I'm. So it was just, and then Jamar. You know, yeah. he was and Brandon, where it was lighting. Brandon, right. Brandon Sterling Baker, and yeah. So it just, it just like continued to be this heartwarming moment. There was a moment when I was like, okay, this is a lot. Right. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you see your role um, shifting as we? I 
enter a new phase. I will, we're not leaving COVID anytime right. soon, but as things start to become more, uh, you know, we're, we're seeing more live theater, mm-hmm. like how much of that demand for streaming is there still going to be, or like how much of your work is going to be divided between those things versus last year where it was obviously all like right. getting this digital content yeah. out in that way. Well, I mean, everyone's talking about digital fatigue and, mm-hmm. um, I do feel like that is, I, I definitely have been hearing people that's like, Oh, I can't watch anymore. Like mm-hmm. this is a lot. Um, so I think, I mean, it might've been you, Rebecca, that was saying the other day and even, um, Patty, um, that was saying that like, you know, this will probably dip for a bit and, yeah. then, and then come back. So it's hard for me to tell. I mean, I, I yeah. will say that I have these moments of feeling a little bit nervous, like, okay, this was a great, huge, wonderful, creative year. Mm-hmm. And I was so happy to be of service for people. Mm-hmm. And I really liked the work I was doing. Yeah. And so did my team. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had so much fun. It was, it was different. Yeah. And we could, we could sort of go outside of the box of like, mm-hmm. just instead of just filming two cameras in the back of the theater, right. it was like right. lighting setups and yeah. sound setups mm-hmm. and big multi cameras and live stre- more live streaming and everything. And so it was really fun. And that's, that's where I want to continue to head. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't really want to regress, like right. go back. Right. So I'm, I'm really hoping that we can find a balance mm-hmm. because I do, I do think that we have to continue to open our minds to see how right. we can like, if your live streaming now premieres at the Vail Dance Festival, it's not going to take away from the audience. Right. It's yes. going to help yeah. those people, or not even, I guess help isn't the right word, but it's but those people somewhere else yeah. around the world are going to be able to see mm-hmm. this gorgeous stage, these gorgeous dancers, mm-hmm. hear the music, and be able to experience this. And I really do think continue to give money to these organizations. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. I don't, and I, I think that I hope that we can continue to encourage mm-hmm. Um, our field yeah. to be able to to charge for these things, and I right. and I know that those contracts and the rights things and yeah. all that yeah. stuff is a challenge because right. I've been really on the front lines of witnessing that I'm this sure. year. Yeah. Um. So so I I think I'm I'm hoping we mm-hmm. can continue to expand. Right. And and I am seeing that even like it comes to mind one of my clients, the Dance Education Laboratory, which I can give a little plug for Jody Arnhold Please. and uh-huh. John Arnhold, who are also supporting the Vale Dance Festival. And Jody founded Dell, and they're a big client of mine. And you know, we had been talking for years about putting things online, more things online, because mm-hmm. I would film in person. Sure. And it felt hard to have yeah. those conversations. How do we do it? What does that mean? Right. Well, they were forced to. Yeah. They had to now. That's what's so interesting is that yeah. I, I think, I, well, especially when you brought up like the unions and contracts and mm-hmm. things of that nature, I think that so many ballet companies just like rolled over and were like, ugh, I don't even want to bother. But yeah. then now that they're forced to, hopefully it means we'll be able to yeah. continue right. getting the content, you right. know? Yeah. They had to like, figure it out. They so had now to figure they know. it out. Yeah. It sort of reminds me of like, or it compares to the working from home. Mm-hmm. Like, you right. know, for years, everyone was trying to figure out how it could be possible for people to work remotely or yeah. from home. And it was like, oh, everyone should still come in the office. Right. Right, right. Even my own company, when I had an office, I was like, no, everyone needs to be here. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And then now it's like, no. No. Yeah. That's fine. Right. Yeah. Let's work remotely. Go live somewhere you want to live. Right. And Get your work and, done. That's all that yeah. matters. Yeah. And that's all and that's all that matters. Yeah. So I feel like it's the same way now. It's like, okay, now we know mm-hmm. we can do it. We can we can create um this digital content. Right. And um and I think it's it's really about 
thinking through the strategy of right. how to market it right. and how to get it out there. Because I yeah. think another thing I've really been noticing is, okay, we're going to make the digital content and we're going to tell like once on social media right? Yeah. and then be mad that no one came. Right. And yeah. it's like, just as you're trying to do a strategy of getting people in the seats right. in person, mm-hmm. it's continuing to think of that mm-hmm. um, digitally, right. how you get a digital audience. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. So just one last thing, I think, what are your, the requests that are coming in from your clients now that live theater is returning dances back on stage, how have the requests changed or evolved after mm-hmm. this past year? Well, like, I guess I could use dance magazine as an example. Like mm-hmm. I did their virtual, um, it wasn't their gala, like the dance magazine awards. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I did that, um, virtually mm-hmm. and, and now they're going to do it in person, but they also want to have it, um, done digitally as yeah. well. So I would film, I think we're going to live stream. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that's like, there you go. Yeah. And then I was surprised, you know, we're going to do a virtual gala for a few of their clients and I was surprised they're going to do a virtual gala yeah. like sure. this fall. Yeah. So, and I actually was sort of surprised about that. Yeah. So I think that people are, um, seeing what's working yeah. and then mm-hmm. making decisions. So, um, yeah. And I'm trying to think if there's any other, I, there just continues to be almost some of the same requests that right. were this year. Right. Um, and I don't know if that's like fear that, COVID is going to continue or if it's the more like, I have to keep asking those questions or is it like, Oh, we liked that this worked Mm -hmm. and now we're going to keep going. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, we look forward to all the content that you create and uh, can't wait to share this interview with our audiences to hear, like, it's just so interesting to us to, you know, to know this background. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. So fun. (laughs)